Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 444, Thursday, March 4th. Today on the show, Chris Doring of the SEC Network has some thoughts on the state of the Tennessee roster, a bizarre story about MTSU football breaking state laws, and the Athletics' Adam Vingan crushes all of your hopes and dreams. But before we get into any of the show today, I do want to say one quick short thing to all of you guys out there. Thank you. Uh, thank you for, for giving us a chance. Thank you for listening to 440 Products, in particular this show. To all of you, I am incredibly grateful. And... I just want to ask one thing of you, and that is if you like this show, if you enjoy it, if you appreciate it, I know there's a bunch of you out there that listen every day, and I am eternally grateful, but if you could just share it with one person, tell one person about it, that's how it grows, and that's how I can reinvest and make the product even better for you guys. So please, uh, just share the product with somebody that you know. Hey, if you like staying up to date on Nashville Sports in less than 10 minutes every single morning, Monday through Friday, you know, without any hot takes, without any screaming and yelling, just just people talking about their favorite teams and hopefully using some critical thinking. So please share the show. We do appreciate it. Onward and upward. The 440 is built every single morning by the Kingston Group, Nashville's award-winning and locally owned custom home and remodeling firm. Let's keep it simple today. They care a whole lot about everything, about treating their clients so well that they don't even think of you as a client, but more like a partner. Yes, that's very, very cheesy, but it is no less true. They want you to live in a home that you're proud of, that makes you happy, and that, oh, by the way, will appreciate with the work that they do. They are invested in your property the way you are. For all of the proof that you will ever need, check out the website. That's buildkg.com. That's buildkg.com. A story by News Channel 5 on Wednesday brought to light an interesting issue in college football and college sports in general. And you know that critical thinking I was talking about earlier? This is one of those times I was talking about. The gist of the story is that Middle Tennessee head football coach Rick Stockstill violated state nepotism laws when he hired his son, Brent, to be his wide receivers coach. The Zoom interview took place last December. By the definition of the law, it does appear that Middle violated the rule. It states that, quote, no state employees who are relatives shall be placed within the same direct line of supervision of another relative, end quote. Here's where the critical thinking part comes in. I am not a lawyer, but it seems like a pretty clear violation of the law. However, Brent Stockstill literally grew up and executed the head coach's offensive system his entire life. It's almost impossible to find a more qualified candidate to coach wide receivers at Middle Tennessee State University. And as MTSU has pointed out in response to the story, the college coaching industry is rife with dozens of examples of familial relationships just in the state of Tennessee alone. Looking at you, Lane Train and Big Monty. But the rule exists for a reason, and frankly, the coaching industry has a terrible problem with inclusivity. Athletics are supposed to be the ultimate meritocracy, but all too often coaches hire their buddies. For various reasons, some smart and some very dumb. So where should we all land on this issue? What is the right answer to this particular question about Rick and Brent Stockstill? To be honest, I don't know. I have no clue. Critical thinking tells me that Brent is overly qualified for the job, and if he isn't hired, it would only be because of his last name. But it also appears to be a blatant violation of the state law in a profession infamous for nepotism-like hiring practices. So again, I ask, what should we do? Hopefully, much smarter people than I will think long and hard about these types of rules and what the appropriate solutions should be. Best of luck to those folks. 
but it is an example of a time where sports fans can use their critical thinking skills to work their way through an issue instead of just yelling at each other. As we head into spring practice for all the teams in the SEC, I think one of the biggest questions surrounding the University of Tennessee is just simply, how bad is it going to get on the roster? How depleted will this team be at the end of spring and by the time they get to fall camp? We bring in Chris Doring of the SEC Network to give us his thoughts on just how concerned he is about the state of this Tennessee roster currently. I mean, I think it's really bad right now. I mean, the mass exodus on the offensive line that you kind of alluded to, losing a number of defensive players. And, and uh, I do think there is, is it's going to be a long road and everybody's kind of talked about it, whether it's you know, trying to upgrade the talent through recruiting, building those relationships that is taken. You guys know, I mean, it, it takes a while to, to come into a new area to be able to, you know, capitalize on, on some of the relationships that take time to build. And uh, Tennessee's unique, as you guys know. I mean, having to go into Florida, having to go into Georgia, having to go into to North Carolina to recruit talent, it, it, there's not as much homegrown talent there as there are with a lot of the other teams that they play in the East. So they're going to have to be, uh, patient in, in developing some of those relationships. And I, I, I have skepticism about that offense, Brian, as you, uh, you remember from Missouri, um, one of the reasons why quarterback came back, Drew Locke came back was he wanted to learn how to be an NFL quarterback, wanted to go through NFL reads. It's a very simplistic kind of passing game uh, that I think, you know, is going to turn some, some people off potentially want to want to play the quarterback position. So I, I do think it's going to, to take some time. I, I like what, what Ole Miss did with, with Jeff Levy's influence with a lot of what UCF had done, a lot of what he brought from UCF. So I, I think the offense has evolved since, um, you know, Josh Heupel was in Columbia, Missouri. Uh, but I do have questions about how quickly they're going to be able to, to find the right pieces that they need and how long, uh, how much patience that the uh, Tennessee fan base is willing to show as this kind of uh, takes shape. It, it's, um, you know, it's, like I said, it's a, it's a long road, road to hoe at this point. Well, that was a downer. Special thanks to Chris Doring for joining us, of course. He was on the Fringe Element podcast this week with myself and Aaron Dugan, previewing the entire SEC East. We covered all seven teams for a full hour, so if you want to deep dive into the SEC East, make sure you check out Fringe Element podcast wherever podcasts are found. The Nashville Predators are back on the ice Thursday night, 7 o'clock, against Florida in the first of two games with the Panthers this weekend before embarking on an eight-game road trip. As far as the direction of the franchise is concerned and the approaching trade deadline, considering how hard the upcoming schedule appears to be and the major injury to Ryan Ellis, there only appears to be one option for the Nashville Predators. So let's bring in Adam Bingen of The Athletic to really put a point on it. It's over. It's time for the Predators to accept reality, those in charge specifically, to accept reality. It's over. This team is not going anywhere. They are not making the playoffs. Our stats guru, Dom LeCision, gives the Predators a 7% chance of qualifying for the playoffs. It's over. They had, they, they had their chances over the past several years. They didn't win. The bill has come due. It's over. So I was struck by an interview that David Poyle gave to 1025 yesterday. And David said that he wants to see how the Predators perform through this upcoming road trip that they're about to go on, which starts next week, eight of their next nine games are against the Hurricanes, the Panthers, or the Lightning. And he said, to paraphrase that, that's a about a potential rebuild. Ask me again after that trip. 
why wait? <laughs> what gives you confidence that the Predators are going to run the table against these teams that they're clearly inferior to? So when you consider everything, when you consider where the Predators are, when you consider the obstacles that this season presents when it comes to the trade deadline, specifically COVID-19-related quarantine rules. Perhaps this is harsh, but there is no hope for this team this year. I have officially declared them dead, and I think it is time for ownership and management to understand that that championship parade down Broadway that they were hoping to see is a distant dream. Adam is certainly not mincing words there, folks. The rebuild is underway, or at least it should be, at 501 Broadway. Special thanks to Adam Vingan of The Athletic. Pay for good journalism. And, of course, check out the Gold Standard Podcast on the 440 Sports Network. Yours truly and Adam give you a full breakdown and analysis of what other rebuilds have looked like in the NHL and what the strategy needs to be for the Nashville Predators moving forward. Again, that's the Gold Standard Podcast. Check it out everywhere podcasts are found. Well, that's one down and two to go for the Belmont Bruins. They won their first-round OVC tournament match 78-61 over SIU Edwardsville. Nick Mazinski was back in the lineup, only played 18 minutes, scored five points, grabbed five boards, but did contribute. The Bruins will get a day off and will be back on the court on Friday evening, 7 p.m., in the OVC semifinal. Two more wins to go, and the Belmont Bruins will clinch an automatic bid in the NCAA tournament. And that's, frankly, all we care about. The 440 is brought to you every morning by the Kingston Group. You guys know the spiel by now. They are Nashville's award-winning custom home and remodeling firm. I was talking to the guys the other day, and they said something to me that really hit home. They said, we want to get on the same side of the table as quickly as possible with our clients. And it's a simple way of saying, let's make sure that our process is aligned with your vision. And because so many people approach a major decision like a remodel or a custom build with lots of apprehension, the Kingston Group's goal is to remove all of that anxiety from the equation. They work for and with you. Their process is about care, consideration, and craftsmanship. The work speaks for itself, and you can check it out. The website is buildkg.com. That's buildkg.com. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler. <laughs>